Hello, bonjour, and welcome back to Dumber Every Day, and we have hit episode seven. A couple more days here, and the podcast is going to hit the big two digits. She's growing up so fast. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a weird one. Um, I'm going to record it in two parts because I'm going out tonight with somebody. <laughs> she, uh, We haven't given her a month yet. <laughs> Um, because it's early days. So, um, but I thought it would be interesting just to kind of record myself like, Hey, before the date here. And then depending on how it goes, I might come back and be a drunk piece of shit, or I might come back and be a drunk, happy camper. So, uh, I guess we will see what we see when we see it here. Um, yeah, yesterday's was kind of a bit of a downer and kind of all over the place. I was a little more, I don't know if upset is the right word. I was kind of mad actually at May for real. Like I did, I really hate having my time wasted like that. So for her to, for me to put all this effort in and like try and make plans with her and like, let's get something going here. And then turns out, uh, (laughs) Uh, dead air time. Here you go. You guys ready? This is going to become a staple of the podcast. First five minutes of the first five minutes, there's always a solid chunk of, uh, dead air. Oh, I almost said what I was typing out loud. Uh, oh, geez. Type faster so you can get back to podcasting, dummy. Um, but, 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 anyway, um, so yeah, like I just really, it's disrespectful to me. Like I've, I've told you I'm interested in you. I've told you like, I want to get together and I'm not really looking for like a pen pal here with the, the pigeon express or whatever. And then like, you know, all this, and then obviously she knew that nothing's going to happen and you still like, let me waste a week of my time on this. So it's, it's a little annoying and disrespectful. And you know what? It's on, it's on me too for expecting too much from her. I think this is kind of, I'm learning what I get for dating, trying to date anyone under like 28. So lesson learned twice in a row, just like I said I would. Um, and then, so yeah, hopefully this one's a little more positive and I kind of have an, some thought in mind when I sat down. And that's rare, honestly, for this show to have a thought at all. When the microphone comes on, usually it's just me going, I don't know. Let's see what we see. Because the fucking head's empty. Um, <clears throat> and there you go. The head is empty. No, I, I was listening to, and like we kind of talked about yesterday, like I've turned into this narcissist who just loves the sound of my own voice. So all they listen to is my own podcast. But um, I was listening to kind of the episodes out of order today. And I've just kind of noticed that I'm very wishy-washy because episode five, I I was talking about April and I was like, I, I have no feelings for her. Like it's such, I'm so mad at her. Did, like, how could I ever love her? And then literally la- the next episode, I was like, I think I'm still in love with April. I don't know what, I don't know what to do with this information. So, <laughs> um, I think my mood's a little goes with the tide sometimes, but the truth will come out eventually. I think uh, just the lack of closure with April and that it just, like I saw it coming, I knew it was going to end, but just how abruptly she was out of my life kind of has left me looking for answers. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here, but every day that thought of send her a drunk voice note gets a little more appealing by like 1%. So I, I'm eagerly looking forward to the day where I, I turn the mic on and I go, guys, I, I did it. I fucked up. (laughs) And then I, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of mentally ill, um, where like I would, I plan conversations in my head and I don't know if that's what, I don't know if that's the tism or the ADHD or what it is, but like, I kind of have half started planning this voice note. So it's an inevitability that I'm going to send it. Like it's a, it's a guaranteed at this point, but um, we're trying to hold off as long as we can (laughs) because 
obviously, uh, I'm going to get hurt. Is the long and short of it. She's either going to reply negatively or she's not going to reply. And both are going to hurt equally the same. So um, we're trying to hold off on that as long as we can and fight the intrusive thoughts. This is a daily battle. But <clears throat> I'm one of those people who for something like this, like I'll plan it out in my head for weeks in advance. So it's perfect. And so I'm going to sneak somewhere in there because I just have to, I have to poke the bear. Like, you know, I'm fully expecting to get blocked for this, just the way you treated me. But so <laughs> that, that might turn the whole thing into a self-fulfilling prophecy. So maybe I won't say that, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm, I say closure. I say I want an apology, but really I don't know what I'm looking for. I just, I just know that I have this like need to reach out to her and, it's just something I kind of can't shake. So, um, talking to, I guess, I guess we'll just kind of see where that goes and how badly I hurt my own feelings because it's, it's one of my favorite games to play is how badly can I hurt myself? <laughs> um, yeah. And the therapist, well, I'm sure she'd just be sh alarmed at that. Like I'm going to hurt my own feelings before somebody else can hurt them. Fuck everyone. <laughs> so and then there's like, like I'm so uh, obviously we're just gonna admit it. We admitted it last episode. Like I'm so very obviously not over April. Clearly, like I this is all a distraction from her to try and help me get over her. But um, oh, and that I swear I need notes or I need to write down what I'm thinking as I'm saying it because that train just left the fucking station. Um. Yeah, she gone. Um, I don't know. This apparently has become... That's what it was. Um, she had said when like when it ended, she was like, you need to work on yourself before you commit to anybody. And I was, I was kind of like, you're not wrong, but also I freaked out because you were treating me like shit. So this is not as all my fault as you're making it sound. But again, it's a two-sided story. So maybe there's probably something I don't know. Um, very more than likely, but, um, there's a part of me that, and I know I mentioned this at least once an episode, that's like, I'll just slipper the link to the podcast and be like, look at me now, girl, look at all the work I've done on myself. Don't you wish you'd stayed? But <laughs> I guess, uh, that kind of like arrogance is very, I don't know. I, I'm in a good mood today. It was, it was an all right day. Um, and now we're kind of starting to slowly tell people about the podcast against my better judgment. So I'm sure my like real name will come out here and stuff. And I'll just, like I said in the first episode, I'll have to go back and re-record the trailer because I will not be going by Rackham anymore. I'll be going by my actual fucking name. So, and nobody knows what Rackham's from anyway. So la di da di da for me. Um, but yeah, I mentioned it to, to a fellow at church this morning. I said, you know, I, cause he's a little bit of a tech nerd like me. So hi, John, if you made it this far, um, <clears throat> I said I started a podcast and he said shoot me the link and I was like oh no I've I've entered a conversation in which there's no way out so I sent him the link and then I got home and I texted him and I was like just to uh I really need to stress this to you like I know I brought this up in the lobby when we were talking about it the podcast is not safe for work it's not safe for probably around your wife and your child um it's very much about discussing like what I'm going through in therapy and dating and what a fucking mess my life is half the time. So like be forewarned. And I'm curious now how, if the podcast will start to like spread throughout the church now that he knows about it, because I didn't say don't send it to anybody and you never, John's a nice guy. So maybe he'll talk me up. I don't know. But we were just yarning about it. And I was saying like, I got a bit of a hangover today. And so did he. And he was, I said, well, I started a podcast, so it's been like, I've been a little bit drunk every night this week doing the show, um, because I just do it drunk half the time. And he was like, pod, your podcast with a special guest. And I was like, yeah, the special guest is me wasted. So <laughs> this might be one of the only sober ones I've done so far. I think the first one I might've been too. I can't remember. And you'll hear the drink clinking here, but it's on my life. It's just Coke in a glass. Cause I didn't want to be slurping out of the can. So, and I feel like the ice in the glass is just kind of, it's come to be expected at this point from the podcast. So, um, but coming into this, like I had a, a little bit of a topic from today's sermon. Um, we're doing this whole thing on, um, 
the LGBTQ and transgender community and how blah, 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 whatever. It's very good. I'm it, like props to the pastor because it's a tough topic to address, especially with how hot button it is, especially among Christians. So, you know, brave, braver man than me to get up in front of hundreds of people and kind of talk about it the way he has been. So go Dan. But um, he had said something today about kind of how we disrespect our bodies and don't take care of them. And we see them as disposable. And that got me thinking, because this was something I was talking to the therapist about a couple of weeks back, kind of how as a form of self-harm, um, I, I've for years, like just put myself in harm's way and I'm careless and like have very, I've acquired some very, like could have been preventable injuries if I'd just been a little more careful and like my forearms, especially just kind of, and hands and palms. And they just kind of tell a story of like all the stupid shit I've stabbed and burned and crushed myself with. Um, and that's just like we talk about we talk about like the obvious forms of self harm right like like cutting and like drinking yourself to fucking death and having a like thrill seekers who have a death wish but like there's the quieter ones where you're just intentionally careless um almost hoping you get hurt because i i've got some ones that like a hundred percent I could have avoided picking up some of these scars if I'd just been a little more mindful. And when they happen, I'm just kind of like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't fucking care. And when I had started therapy, the therapist had asked me like, do you ever have, um, and this is very probably TMI too, too personal. So if anybody from the church is listening to this, I need y'all to not worry about me and please don't text me asking me if I'm going to kill myself. But when I had started therapy, um, she had asked me, obviously, is this the first session? And she needs to know, like, am I in a crisis? Um, like, do you have suicidal thoughts? Do you have suicidal ideation? And I, the answer, I, it's the same answer I've had for fucking 10 years. Like, I don't actively want to kill myself. But at the time, I was like, if I died, would that be the worst thing? Because it would really solve a lot of my fucking problems if I was dead. Because I wouldn't have any fucking problems anymore. So <laughs> it's it's kind of that like passive, um, like how hard would I work to jump out of the way of a bus or something like now having been in therapy and kind of starting to get a grip on all these, uh, parts of my life. It's kind of like, okay, well maybe I, maybe I don't want to die. Maybe like life is kind of worth living and I should probably put some effort into taking care of myself because we're like coming out of this like 10 year, 15 year darkness here. So, um, and I've said this to actually Dan, when we had a counseling session and the worship pastor as well, like, like I spent so long just kind of using and abusing myself and beating the fuck out of my body. And now we're coming out of this fog. And like, at the time I was like, I might want kids. And like, what if I can't have them? Because I've just spent the last fucking 15 years drinking smoking dirties like beating the fuck out of myself at work like and I would hate to find out like that's something that I did to myself that could have been prevented because I was just so low and didn't ask for help but I don't know kids is a weird one I circle around on that I'm I'm a fence sitter a little bit I can't decide still and I'm 35 so but yeah, that's very, and like, it's the same, I know a lot of people my age kind of have this as well, where it's like, a lot of us didn't have a, like a plan for the future, because we didn't think we'd live this long. Like, for the longest time, I didn't think I'd make it past 25, I figured I'd kill myself before then, and um, here we are, <laughs> 10 years past that, and uh, oopsie doopsie poopsie, you didn't plan for the future, and now you're kind of scrambling still to this day, but... Um, there, <laughs> this, this seemed like something I could turn into meat and potatoes in my head. It was like, I just took down a note, like carelessness is sort of harm. You can turn this into a whole fucking podcast. Clearly not, but I don't know. It's interesting to me anyway, how self-destruction manifests in different people. Like 
like eating and drinking and my kind of shit where I just would run headfirst through a wall without a thought to my own safety. And like, like some of the stuff I've done at work is like so dangerous and I'm hoping we're kind of past the statute of limitations here, but like working on a scissor lift, like 50 feet in the air and not tied off standing on the top rail. And if I slip and fall, the only thing that's going to catch me is the hand I have bracing myself on a joist and it's a long way down and like sketchy shit on ladders and crawling around in drywall ceilings that are supported by like cable basically like aircraft cable like just dumb shit where I look back on it now and I'm like why did I do that why was I so willing to kind of put my life in so much danger and the short the the answer is because I didn't care if I lived or died so I would put myself in these situations where it was sometimes like honestly 50 50 like I I could have flipped a coin to see if I came out alive and um <laughs> looking at it now you kind of have like uh, anxiety with interest thinking about it because it's, you know, you did it. And then I never really thought about it. And now I'm thinking about it with a fresh perspective and I'm like, Holy fuck, man, was I dumb. And like, it makes good teaching moments for the young bucks too to kind of be like, look, man, don't do what I did. Cause I walked away fine, but you might not. Um, and honestly, you probably don't have my disregard for my own life and skills, honestly. So, Maybe follow the procedures because they're there for a fucking reason. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm flashing back to like a scissor lift and 50, 60 feet in the air working, not tied off. And the lift is getting hit by dump trucks because the turn was too tight for them to make. So they would just drive into us. And instead of, you know, going down and repositioning and maybe bringing it up to somebody to be like, Hey man, like these guys pulling material out of here are driving into our lift. Uh, we decided the better course of action was to break their try and break their windshields with rocks and nuts and washers trying to ping them off from the lift. So the arrogance of youth, I guess, but I don't know. This therapy's kind of, Um, oh, that's too bad. Um, okay, here we go. Dead air time again, because I got a text. Uh, no, we're being supportive to somebody at church, but, um, yeah, like therapy is obviously it's good, but it's giving me like this weird perspective on. Um, like really what I thought were firmly held, uh, beliefs here and turns out they're not so firmly held and it's all it takes is one good kind of shove to shake the whole house of cards to show me how wrong I was. But, and then it's also bringing out some like funny behavior in me, like, um, like last week it was all about like self-worth and um, how, how to build that up in me and this, that, and the other. Um, and the therapist had asked me like, like how much do other people's opinions at work matter to you? And I was like, uh, almost none, honestly. And she said, why is that? And I said, because why would I care what someone who's not as good as me thinks? Um, why would someone who's inferior to me's opinion matter? And as soon as I said it, I was like, that was way more arrogant than I I meant it to be. But like in general, like, and if you kind of have to understand the career field I'm in, but like, if you're not on my level, and this is so fucking arrogant, but if you're not at my skill level and you're trying to tell me how to do something, sorry, that's not going to go well for you because there's a real good chance that I'm better or much better at the job than you. So stay in your fucking lane. But it's just kind of bringing out this, oops, sorry, this odd, like, 
new sense of arrogant confidence in me. And as fun as it is to see, I know we kind of got to get somewhere in the middle where it's not arrogant. It's just not, it's just confidence where I'm like, I, I am this good. And that's the end of the story. This is how good I am at my job. So it's my chair making that noise. I can just barely hear it over my headphones. Um, so it's interesting to kind of see how what I thought were <clears throat> like really firmly, firmly held beliefs are not so firm. They were kind of built on a house of lies. And the therapist has almost no problem kind of uh, knocking them down, right? So, but I'm wondering if I maybe should... I don't know, because I, I'm like, is doing one every day too much work? And it's not, but it's more like, am I going to run out of things to talk about? But like I said last night, like half the time, most of the time this week I've sat down um, without a fucking idea in my head and turned around and cranked out a 40 minute episode. So, but when I tried to do an outline and plan one right out like that was the worst one I'd done was the 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 lost episode the church episode so I don't know I I don't really like I'm not interested in like talking about current affairs or any of that and blah 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 like I'm so uninformed and I like it that way it makes for a more peaceful life but um at the same time like Right now, the podcast is just kind of an ode to my exes and how fucked up I am and how great therapy is, honestly. So I would like it to be more than that, but it's also a journal podcast for me to kind of try and express my myself and learn to learn to express myself verbally. Um, so if this is what's on my mind, then this is what I'm going to talk about. And I'm sure it's repetitive for a lot of you guys, but like I'll record these and then listen back to them and it kind of, I start thinking and start looking at these situations from like new angles that I didn't think of, but like listening to myself talk about it. I'm like, why did I never look at it this way or this way? So, and then I come back and I'm like, I know we just talked about X, Y, and Z, but like listening to the last three episodes or whatever, I've seen a trend here when I'm talking about this, that, and the other. So now we're going to explore it from this angle. So uh, kind of like I was saying at the beginning, like where four episodes ago, I, I, I'll never love April again. I, how could I ever trust her? Blah, blah, blah. And then last night I was like, I think I'm in love with April. Yep. I'll never trust her again, but I think I still love her. So <laughs> I don't know. It's, and it's something I've never done before. Right. Like really, I touched on this last night. Like it's, um, normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't deal with any of this. I, I would just kind of deal with the immediate feelings it brought up, like the grief, the anger, the sadness, the loss, and then the rest of it, like the the true processing would kind of get packed down and never to be dealt with again. So it's just interesting that like I I have to keep myself so distracted right now so I'm not thinking about April and how like being single and blah, blah, blah. But then I'll sit down and do these podcasts and kind of feel it all and talk about it all and dissect it. And I don't know, that's odd to me. Like why, why is it so easy for me to just sit here and yarn and run my mouth and talk about all these things, but then thinking about them and feeling them in silence is just so difficult for me. Um, I should probably write that down. That sounds like a question for my therapist. Duh. Um, but yeah, who knows? That's just another way I'm kind of hooped in the head, I guess, from my, my fun brain, but it's probably good for me, honestly. Uh, and if this is the way I'm going to work through it and then it, it, it must be good because the way I have been doing it very obviously doesn't work just where it got me in how I've ended up here now. Um, and 
the therapist does this every session and it, I, I loosely was kind of thinking, thinking about this the other day. Um, she'll start every session we'll do like the normal small talk, like, how are you? How's your week? Blah, blah, blah. And then she'll, she starts every session by going, is there anything you need to work out or process first? And that made me so uncomfortable the first couple times I heard it because it's just such a like, this is a safe space to, and like, I hate that word safe space just because it's a false sense of security I find. But, uh, and I know I, before anyone comes for me, I know I said that April gave me a safe space to be myself fucking three episodes ago. So don't come after me. I just don't like the term in general, but that's the first thing that comes to mind when the therapist asked me that is like, you, this is a safe space for you to express your feelings. And it just gives me the ick. And I'm like, and no one has ever kind of given me that, I guess. I've never really, I don't know how to put this into words, but it's like, I've never had a place to work through this stuff with someone and you'd think it would be like my partner or whatever, but I couldn't do it with January because I, I had to be the provider and the man and the protector and any of that kind of stuff. It was just like weakness in my mind. And I was like, I will just deal with this like a man and fucking ignore it. And then with April, I leaned too hard the other way and was like leaning way too much on her. So I guess we kind of got to find a, a, a middle ground here where I have a partner who is willing to kind of be that safe place for me to express this stuff, but also not my therapist. Like that's never something I'd want in a partner for them to be my therapist or my mother or my nanny or any of that kind of stuff. Like I'm really, I would like, an, I want my partner to be my equal more than anything um, within reason. Ooh, that made me sound like a dirty sexist. That's not what I meant. Um, that one's harder to explain without blah, blah, blah. But so therapy is kind of showing me here that like, I tend to careen to one extreme or the other and just blow past the middle. And this is a personality flaw, I guess, but we've, I'm, I've got to learn to like settle down <clears throat> is the best way I can describe it. And maybe just kind of stay as close to the center of some of this stuff as I can and, and like find the balance because just like hooning from one opposite to the next is clearly not working. Like there was no pressure on January. So she just didn't feel like she had to be that for me. She did try, but like I wasn't open to it to just trauma dumping on poor April. And like, yet like I can be mad at her and still feel bad that, she had to put up with a lot of this shit because I know how much I am. So it's kind of like, where's the middle? And it's in my head, it's a, it's a partner I can come home to and kind of be vulnerable with and soft and weak. Um, and not have it kind of shatter that image of like m the man in their minds. So again, it's, it's as much me finding the middle as it is finding the right person for it. So it's one of, and it's another fucking thing that takes time, which is my fucking kryptonite. I don't want to wait. I want it now. Um, so maybe something to bring up with, uh, the therapist, and I really should start a, I should have a fucking notepad here beside the iPad. When I record these, I'd have 10 pages already of stuff. I could send the therapist and say, here, here's all the stuff I've realized therapizing myself doing the podcast. Uh, let's address some of this. <laughs> um, but I think that'll pretty well be the first half of the podcast here. That went by real faster than I thought it would about half hour already. So I will 
depending on what time I get home from the dinner and how fast I can get drunk, I will do the back half of this tonight. So it's for you guys, this is going to be interesting because right now I'm in like a fun mood and I'm having a great time and we're yarning and blah, blah, blah. And then literally the next second I could be in the most foul fucking mood because the date went to shit. So, uh, I'm really sorry if that's the case. I, I can't see the future. Um, I have not high hopes. I have hopes. Um, this girl seems very fun. So, um, for me, it's going to be a couple hours. For you guys, it's going to be literally the next sentence. So be good, you mob, and I will check back in after the dinner. Uh, bye for now. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, starting off great. Um, <laughs> so we're not in a foul mood. Um, we are drinking. Um, <laughs> so the date didn't happen. Um, and it was not her fault. The, this one's on me. Um, I will not be telling this story, but rest assured, uh, I am a hundred percent the piece of shit in this one. So <laughs> yeah, this one's on me and it was a real shitty thing that happened. And as I was driving home, I definitely had the, like this action will have consequences meme stuck in my fucking head. So we're drinking to pretend we're we're a better person than we are. Um, I'm conducting a little uh, thought experiment here because, um, like April still, and this is like real conspiracy theory level shit. April still watches all of my Snapchat stories. And, like, so fast, too. Like, I just posted one. This was kind of like a... I'm curious how right I am. I posted one. Within five minutes, she had looked at it. So I'm half wondering, like, do you have story notifications on for me so you can, like, fucking keep tabs on me? Because that's interesting. Um, and I don't know interesting how. Interesting, like you still think about me or interesting, like you're stalking me, which she's not the type. So, but this bad date, not bad, the date that never was aside, it really like when I got there to the restaurant before she showed up, I, I started Went well, don't be scared to expose yourself now, fella. You were talking about all kinds of other shit in all these other episodes, so <laughs> spin that yarn. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I got to the restaurant, and all, all I've been able to think because this would have been the second dinner I've gone on in the last couple weeks. <laughs> there was a girl before me, it just it didn't work out. Oops, sorry, smash bang boom the mic. Um, Yeah, this would have been the second dinner I'd gone on with May since April and I split. But the more I try and do these things, the more it's kind of like, I think April kind of fucking ruined dating for me because our first date was so, was so good. Like we had a banging first date, honestly, and nobody is going to be able to like live up to to live up to that yet i haven't met anybody that and i really don't want to admit any of this to myself i really fucking don't because it just you know, well you'll see like i realized while i was waiting tonight for this girl to show up that i I've gone on these dates and I was trying to make this work with May and the whole time for all of them. Um, I was only, I was really thinking about April and comparing everything to how it was when, when it started with her and I, and like the bar is set so high now because like our first date was so good and the first week was so good. And, and this is kind of why, like I, I can't let it go is because 
of the like connection we had when it first started. Um, and this is kind of why I want to message her because I want to believe that it was the same for her and that she wasn't lying to me and that it wasn't all a lie really is what I want to, I want to find out, but I can't think of like a not needy way to message her and kind of be like, like, I don't even know what to say because of how we left it. And I just kind of want to just reach out and be like, Hey, like, like I, you're on my mind still. Like, I can't stop thinking about you. And I don't know. I really, really miss her, honestly. Um, this Doing this podcast has kind of exacerbated it because I talk about her all the time. And whereas before, like, I didn't talk about her to anybody. Um, I don't even think all the guys on the crew know, well, they do now because they've seen me <laughs> swiping. But And I don't know if I should really even be dating to tell you the truth until, well, until I'm over her, until I can get some answers, I guess, because, um, (laughs) it's, it's just really fucking doing my head in, um, sorry, Snapchatting, testing this theory even more. Just listen to me mouth breathe. Audience, I need a name for you guys. Um, Now, okay. I posted this at (coughs) 7.14. So we'll see how fast it takes April to come back and watch it. And this is interesting, actually, because she's back at work now, I know. And she had told me that when she went back to work after all this stuff she had going on while we were together, like she would never be able to be on her phone. And she's pretty consistently from when I can tell she's, and this sounds like a stalker. It's not. I just remember her schedule because it was really easy to remember, but she's pretty consistently when I think she's at work, checking my story within 10 to 15 minutes, which really makes me wonder like, I don't know. And then, I don't know, this really kind of fucks me off that she she's affected me this much. Honestly, I, I really thought that I could just kind of get over it because I spent a month being her fucking punching bag. And I guess not, right? Like... Fuck's sake. (laughs) I just, I'm so scatterbrained now, like, realizing this, how this is totally, like, fucked up my dating life now because I'm not over her and, um, just, I don't know, do I want to get over her? Like, this is all a fun thought experiment to be like, could we fix things and could we make it work? But it's all hypothetical at this point until I kind of reach out and ask her. Ooh. No, my boost was not a success tender. Um, I have a type and it's not this girl, I gotta say. Um, sorry, this is all very disjointed because um, <clears throat> I'm being a distracted piece of shit right now. Uh, I swear I'll, I'll hoon it in here. Um, I don't know. Like, it's all a fun um, thought experiment here to kind of be like, well, wouldn't it be nice if we could get back together and if she still feels something for me? But, like, I'll never know unless I reach out to her and I'm, I don't know that I want to reach out to her because... It's, it's, this is fucking, I'm just lost for words now because I'm just kind of half figuring this out on the fly, but it's like, 
I don't want to reach out to her because I don't want to get hurt by her again because <laughs> fuck if she didn't just destroy me um, the last time around. And do I want to take that chance again? Um, and it's kind of interesting seeing the change and the realization as I kind of listened from the first to the now podcast of like how it started, um, with me kind of talking about like, Oh, I'm a hundred percent over it. I'm definitely over it. Like I, I, I'm so over her, like don't even think about her. And then here we are now. And it's like, okay, well, I think we might've been lying to ourselves here, little buddy. I think, uh, I think you're not over it. <laughs> very clearly I think you still have very strong feelings for her um and I don't know how you're supposed to get over this to tell you the truth because I just I don't and I don't even know if I want to I want to know I want to know how she feels and this is all just academic and it's just I can just run myself in circles here um, yeah, fuck me. What a fucking mess, y'all. Date, <laughs> and I, this might as well be the fucking motto for the podcast. Fucking dating blows. Don't do it. Don't ever fall in love with somebody. Um, cause it'll ruin your fucking life. Um, and like, I thought of this today, like when I, not today, just right now thinking about this, but when I moved into this place I'm in now, like that was two or three weeks ago, um, a lot of people were like, like, it's going to be really good for you to kind of have your own space finally and do your own thing and blah, blah, blah. Cause I had lived with my dad for a year and it was, the house was real crowded with uh, all of us and the dog and anytime anybody had come to me and said like, you know, it'll be really good for you to have your own place. I think you'll really enjoy it. In the back of my head, I'm like, you're not wrong, but I was, she, it was supposed, she was supposed to be here too. Like April was supposed to be a part of this plan and she's not really. Um, and I so badly want to send this voice note that we've been going back and forth about sending her. I want to send it tonight. Um, and I can't, because she's working and her job is very dangerous and I don't want to distract her or kind of, and I don't even know if I am able to do this anymore. Cause like I said, I don't know how she feels. She could really just think I'm a piece of shit and be keeping tabs on me just to laugh at me. So, um, I don't know. I don't want to send it on an, on a, at a time when she's working because I just don't want to be a distraction or be the reason she's not focused and could get hurt. Like it's bad enough the way it kind of went. So I'm just kind of stuck in Snapchat here to see. No, maybe she doesn't have story notifications on her. She's working, but like she checked that first one so fucking fast. Um, it's very, very interesting. Um, <coughs> oh, man. This is a very sad realization. And I don't even know how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't know. I really wish I could talk to her. I really, really do. And I'm just kind of going in circles now, sounding like a whiny baby, but... Uh, I've been trying to deny this and not think about it because I knew it was going to lead to this. It's going to be painful and it's going to suck and I'm going to have to deal with it. And I don't want to, and I don't want to feel it. And I have to, because I, I, I really shouldn't be dating until there's some kind of final chapter to this for me. I'm like, just naturally I'm such a, pessimist that like thinking about it like I like to think that yeah the book is closed for her and she wrote the final chapter and moved on with her life but there's some things that make me wonder more than anything so 
until I know for sure, like, I know I'll just kind of always wonder, like, what if? So, I guess I have to hurt my own feelings, and I'm really, really, really fucking annoyed about that, to tell you the fucking truth. Um, really fucked off about it. Because I genuinely had fooled myself into thinking I was over it. Oh, man. So I didn't come back from the date that wasn't fucking furious. Like I may half thought I was going to. But I also didn't come back in the great mood I was hoping I would. So (sighs) we're definitely somewhere in the middle here. Very, very fucking melancholy. And uh, big sad hours. So, I don't really know what to do with this information now. (laughs) Oh, man. I really wish Tinder would figure out that I have a type, and it is not these girls. Um, Fuck's sake. Not to sound like a piece of shit, but... um, And I shouldn't be on Tinder. I really shouldn't. And it's all a distraction. It's all for to stay distracted so that I don't have to think about April. And it was working until it wasn't. Until I decided to confront it verbally instead of mentally. And then my mind caught up. So uh, it would almost just be fucking easier to just send her a link to the podcast and say, look, I know this is like eight fucking hours of content, but just listen to it all. Um, but it's really the coward's way out and maybe she will hear all these one day and she can kind of see the journey. Um, fuck dating sucks. Fuck. Does it ever fucking suck? eh? Well, this isn't the end. Um, I need a little break. Just talking about that for 10 minutes, I hurt my own feelings. I need a cigarette, so I'll see you guys in a second. Okay, and we're back. Um, Okay, I might have already misproved my theory because whatever. Um, Yeah, so this has not been a fun realization for your old host here, but... uh, And it also kind of makes me wonder, like, what does this say about me that I'm, I would be so willing to forgive her if she apologized for an acknowledged kind of her part in all this instead of just acting like it was all me. But I think that might be a a hill too, a hill, a hill too far, a mountain too far. I can't remember the expression. Fuck knows. Um, Hmm. Yeah, this is definitely not how I kind of expected this night to go, to tell you the truth. I thought I was (laughs) going to come home with a big old smile on my face because I went on a dinner with a nice lady and I didn't do that and there was no treat yourself and there was just kind of sad realizations about my ex. So lucky me, fucking hell. Um, But do you think any of this is going to stop me from swiping? Absolutely not. I will continue the pursuit of constant distraction until I decide one way or the other uh, what to what I want the approach to April to kind of be here. So I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Um, and maybe I should do the podcast with the sad voice note just to kind of put it all into perspective and be like, look, fella, you might still think you have feelings for her, but look at where she brought you. Look at what she did to you. And maybe that would... <laughs> Straighten my head out. Should we just throw that in at the end here? Just that 10-minute fucking meltdown. (laughs) So, I don't know. I guess I'm self-aware enough to kind of realize, like, oh, you're in trouble here, buddy, but not confident enough yet to do anything about it, but kind of be, like, deer in the headlights and stun cunt about it. So, what a fun fun place to be in um and maybe i i don't need to reach out to her maybe i need time 
and maybe that's all it is and I just need to be alone, but it's too much to think about right now and I'm already a little in my cups, so um do we have a fun thing we can talk about? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to come home and bring the podcast into uh, Debbie Downer territory here, but fuck me if we aren't smack dab in the middle of that territory. Gosh, dang. Um, no, I kind of fucking head empty. No thoughts here. It's just kind of all April right now, so... And I wonder if she ever hears this, if she'll ask me, like, why did you pick April? And there was no real reason. It was just the first kind of month that popped into my head when I was on the fucking fly here trying to come up with a pseudonym on the spot for her because I didn't plan ahead. Shock horror. Um, uh, I do have stuck in my head this podcast about with the Frenchman about this guy that we worked with when we did the out of town job, the absolute fucking legend, the man, the myth, the legend. I won't say his name, but <laughs> I, I have some fucking ripper yarns about this dude and that I don't know. I could tell any of them now that I, I got a couple of people from church that listen to this because they really like, <laughs> Or kind of piece of shit yarns about this guy. This guy was not... He's a good dude, but he was not good if you were a single woman. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Hide your daughters, man. This guy's a degenerate. And then, of course, the sister wants to come on, which I'm still trying to figure out. Um, she's very intrigued by all this, I think. Um, it's a whole side of me she's never seen. You know what? And if I posted this on Instagram tonight and said, here's the podcast, judge away, it would be a whole side that most people in my life hadn't seen because they, nobody has any idea. I kind of keep all this to myself, obviously. This is why I think maybe it's easier to do it as a podcast with me in my living room and a microphone and a rum and coke than it is to look someone who loves me in the eye and tell them all this. Um... And if you know what, the therapist would say this probably has something to do with my parents because it's just an aversion to um, trusting other people and asking for help. And that uh, thing I've been dealing with for a year now of feeling like a burden when I when I do oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, that was foul. That might actually have to get cut out. Good Lord. Um, yeah, it's just kind of feeling like a burden when I need help. And that's been my whole life. And that's why I never uh, really asked for help or anything. Because the only thing I can think when I'm doing it is like how inconvenient for the person I'm asking that they have to deal with me. And then there you go. That ties back into the inherent belief that I have no value or self-worth, which is kind of interesting because, oh, for fuck's sake, the therapist therapizes me from afar again. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, this is devastating news, I have to say, that the therapist, <laughs> it's not devastating, but it's it's funny when these kind of little moments happen where I'm thinking about, or I'm podcasting, or I'm thinking, or I'm talking to somebody, and I'm like, oh, that's why. Fuck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so far the therapist has been worth the money, f- for sure. Um, you know what, especially because it's, it, this stuff tonight with April, like this would have sent me for an existential crisis, basically, if it had happened before therapy. And I would have been text bombing her and like whining, whiny, needy, fucking crybaby bitch, like... What do you think about me? Like, do you think about me? I miss you. And we're not going to do that. Boy, fucking howdy. <clears throat> um, no, uh, it'll be one message and it'll be succinct and just kind of 
sort of what I talked about here in less detail because she doesn't need to know all of this, even though she might someday if she listens to the show. But it's a lot of like, hey, I still no, we're not going to I'm not going to plot it out on the podcast, but for fuck's sake. Um, you know what? I had the genius idea today when I was at church, like because the pastor gets up on stage and this dude's been a pastor for like 20 years. And he gets up on stage and he's got he's got his his sermon printed out on a piece of paper because he gives it to us on the the team that runs the big screen so we know when to change the slides because we used to just have to guess and it was a bit of a nightmare. So and then <sighs> sorry. Yawns ahoy again, fuck. Um so I well, you know, I'll serve all three services and I've got the script for the sermon in front of me and I watch where he deviates and where he vamps and where he kind of fills in with something that kind of didn't work in the previous service. And now he knows. So he's got like, and I really wanted to pick his brain today to be like, Hey man, like how long did it take you to be able to like write the sermon, have it on a piece of paper on the pet on the podium in front of you when you're on stage and then be able to deliver it in like a natural conversational tone. Because when I try to like read something that I've written, um, it's like we talked about, um, it comes out very, very stilted and kind of like, it sounds like I'm reading it off a fucking piece of paper with no, none of the inflections or any of that shit. So he's a very good orator and I would very be very curious just to kind of pick his brain about it, but I missed him at the end of the first service, and I really didn't feel like hanging around for a second and third. So, um, yeah, it's just something that, like, I wonder if I could make the podcast better so it's not just me going, um, 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 trying to rack my brain for something to talk about. Like, even though I always find something, clearly, I'll find some shit to talk, some yarn to spin. I don't give a fuck, but... I'm wondering, because the therapist wants me, like I said, to integrate the writing I do for her into the podcast. So I'm one wondering if he's got any tips to be like, if there's a way I can combine both where it's just this kind of off the cuff, like I had a thought, I have no thoughts, but we're recording. So time to force the brain to create a thought. Uh, who is messaging me? Kelsey. <laughs> um... Oh, I have to look at this. Oh, boy. Uh, only get the messages you want. More block. Okay, there we go. Just absolute train wreckery. Fuck me. Um... Anyway, moving right along. Um, sorry, this there's a lot of dead air in this one, I know, but uh, that was too funny not to deal with. That's the fallout from tonight. So I guess funny maybe isn't the word to use, but... Um, hmm, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, so I don't know. He's he's very He's a very good public speaker and he's a great orator. So like, obviously this is skill I would like to improve, I should probably pick the people in my life who are very good at it, pick their brains. So this, this really had no landing. It just kind of was a thought that occurred to me. And I felt like if I said it out loud, it would kind of stay in the old brain hole. And then I can uh, act on it. So yeah, the back half of this one supersized podcast kind of took a, uh, a turn I wasn't expecting to tell you the truth. I kind of was expecting to sit down and just be like, well, your boy was a piece of shit and did a bad thing. And now it was this action will have consequences memes. And it kind of turned into like a, oh shit moment for me for 12 minutes. So, um, you know what? While I'm recording here, let me just have the old look. See, I would very much like my theory to be wrong and it is so far. So, Maybe, yeah, hopefully I'm wrong. And then, da, 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 da. so, all right, well, you 
group, you gaggle of geese. Um, not another one kind of that ends, <laughs> another one that ends kind of on a bummer note, but, uh, you know, we're in good spirits. It's just kind of, this is life and this is dating and this is being in relationships and falling in love and feelings and it's messy and it's a fucking, it's hard to deal with sometimes. And then here I am in the middle of it having to deal with it. So, um, you know, it's just life cozy cozy. And, uh, you know, I am going to send this voice note, like I said earlier, maybe yesterday they'll, it's kind of blending together at this point. I've listened to them all so many times, but like, it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point now that the idea is kind of, you know, taken root in my head, but I guess it's a matter of what to say because I don't have really any specific question for her or anything. I just have thoughts that I would like to expound at her. So, (laughs) I don't know. The last time I kind of told her what was on my mind, she broke up with me. So, maybe this time she'll call the cops. And that's a joke, very obviously. She she wouldn't. She I, I really honestly think that if I send this, I'm just going to end up blocked. So that would be the answer, I guess, that I'm looking for. But uh, I don't know. Tomorrow I'll probably be back. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I have a little bit of therapy homework to knock off. And then, fuck, this is my therapy for me, my personal therapy. So I really think I need to send the therapist the link to this and then get reprimanded for all my shit talking (laughs) after she listens to it all so uh until tomorrow uh y'all stay good and i will see you in episode eight uh have a great whatever time it is in your where you're listening from uh huru